indicate that you are listening to Casually Hardcore, only on vtwproductions.com. My sensors also indicate that there is a stealthed rogue behind you. Er, wait. Oh, oh dear. The, the polarity's been reversed. The rogue is behind me. <coughs> oh. <laughs> Stupid gnome. Enjoy this show, man. Alive! It's alive! It's alive! This is Daxa. And this is Grail. And this is Iolite. <laughs> and don't panic, the casuals have taken over the airwaves without Gnome, which is locked in a closet. And for Sunday, uh, April 18th, this is Casually Hardcore on VTWProductions.com. Okay, welcome everybody to a gnomeless Casually Hardcore. Poof. Yep. Poof, and he's gone. We, yep. uh... Yeah, it's just the three of us today. Just the three of us. We've Gwen's got, uh, off, what, fishing? Gwen's off being all he can be today. Okay. Yeah. He's okay. in that two week, two week. Uh, of commitment that he gets once a year. That is, is like, always on his two week. Yeah, oh. he's on his two week. He's in a zone. Yeah, out at the base. Yeah. Being the... Shush. I know where you're going with that. Don't say it. Being the guy. <laughs> being all he can be. That's better. The rest yeah. of Yep. <laughs> Not speaking as a gay man. Not speaking as a gay man. <laughs> <laughs> So the first part say, of our show is our alert! Woohoo! And we do need to thank, of course, uh, Barry. Oh yes, because we love his yes. music. So this is our IRC rep being faithful to us in our IRC. I don't know, is he doing a stint today? Two shows? Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Yes, we have Barry Van Awesome. Yeah. Barry VA. He is also at the dance party. We are dancing in uh, just outside Iron Forge because apparently I'm too lazy to pick another spot. Oh. And communicate it effectively. Nice. Yeah. That works. I'm, well, I'm, I'm, I'm bad. Happens so, when you're on a couch. Yeah. And yes, I'm a bit louder because I've taken Gnome's mic this week, which I can even hear in my headset sounds much better than the mic I normally am on. Ah, wow. Mike, <laughs> so so what you're mic. saying is that Gnome spoils himself. Yeah, yes. pretty much. <laughs> Man, <laughs> it's like crystal clear. It yeah, it's pretty funny. We should lock him in the closet more often. I guess so. Yeah. Yes, I actually, um, actually sent him out to work today and earn money. He has a a new child on the way, and ergo, he must earn more cash. <laughs> Give me the cash. Get Give the me the money. cash. <laughs> Give me the cash, man. Um. Yeah, let's see. Uh, well, I suppose take care of it on baby news. I'm on full bed rest now. Right, baby news. Yep. Yeah, I'm not allowed to go to work. Um, for anyone who's ever been put on this, this um, sucks. Yeah. 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 Really badly. Um, you can only lay for so long. Well, and I have as yet to get my, my husband to actually figure out how to rig um, a laptop or a computer so that I can actually play while laying flat on my left side. Because even sitting up, I'm not supposed to do. Hmm. So this kind of half-propped-up thing we're doing so I can actually talk on the show is like a bad no-no. Really? Yeah. So even this is not good. This is not wow. where I'm supposed to be. Dang. They're, they're mad. They so get mad. What you need is someone to turn your computer sideways and be able to play sideways. I really do. I need like a keyboard strapped to a board yeah. that I can rotate and would take 
you know, sideways. Everything needs to be turned 90 degrees. It's like I'm a dog. It doesn't make sense straight up. Try 90 degrees. Wow. Um, it is too funny. So uh, so I did. I actually missed all of the news this week. I've been a little distracted. So I hadn't actually heard about that retarded horse. Oh, yes. Until, <laughs> well, that until retard- today. That's big news. Big news. Ask so, uh, Total Biscuit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for those of you who haven't seen it, Total Biscuit did make a little YouTube video. You can um, search for THR. Yeah. Or no, TRH. TRH. Gear score. Yeah. yeah. Replaces gear score, and um, it's uh, as a filtering mechanism, right? Yes, as yes. a filtering mechanism. Yeah. So it's just meant to. Uh, I believe no. It's it's just meant to, to tweak you. people it's and bait, bait you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, because if you walk around Dalaran, I'm sure you have seen said horse in question oh, because they're everywhere, along with the screams of little no, little no, XT no, destroying no. Yeah. things <laughs> no, over no, and no. over again. Mm. Um, but yeah, so two new items on the store, uh, obviously. Popular, popular in general. A lot of people are willing to uh, part with the 25 bucks for the horse. Okay. Sold $2 million so, in four hours of the horse. Around that, yeah. Yeah, Just absolutely estimated. insane. So I'm looking at the graphic. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, thank you, Sylvan, for, for bringing the horse out so I could see the graphic while we're talking here. Um, but what's interesting about this, the thing that I liked the most as I was watching the kind of flight graphic is the actual star configuration in the bones. Yeah, the I liked that. The constellations yeah. laid out as a constellation inside with the then the little f- kind of filler. So I really did like that. I thought that was cool. That's really neat. Um, I, it's it's a very beautiful horse for sure. Yeah, it's pretty. And it, yeah. it uh it uh doesn't it uh raise with you if it, you're It's a count bound yeah. so all your characters can have it and it scales, scales with your fastest yeah. mount. So if you have right. like the the long strange journey three ten mount or one of the other three ten mounts, it'll actually become a three ten mount. And it's a flying you. and a land mount. Yes. It's like the horseman mount. Like the yeah, horseman so mount. it's adaptable. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um however that doesn't mean put it into <laughs> land mode the and then jump out of the, the sewer at Dalaran. Yeah, Not a good idea. Happen. No, I suggest you yeah. do it. It's quite fun. <laughs> it was actually really hilarious. Quinora tried that uh, at one point because we told him it was an adaptable mountain, so he thought the best way to test it was to to climb on board <laughs> well, in Dalaran and right run out of after, the sewer. <laughs> right after he got the horseman's mount, yep. he decided to go back to do it. Well, I think we were still all on team speaker vent at the time, <laughs> uh-huh. still farming the mount, and we're like, oh yeah, it'll ride, and then you can fly, and <laughs> we just hear this like, oh, that sucks, <laughs> over vent, and we're like, what's wrong? He's like, this mount is broken. It didn't work. I ran off Dalaran and it fell on my back. It's like, well, you kind of have to put it in flying mode first. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, my God. Uh, you was... activated it in the no-fly zone. And that's in our equestrian-based so. jumping episode, so you can go back and listen yes. to that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it, it was too, too funny. Uh, good stuff. Um, so it's been, uh, yeah, I mean, this week has been kind of weird. I get into the afternoons and evenings, and I'm just a wreck. But uh, broadly, you know, just want her to stay in yeah. as long as possible. Yeah. yeah. Long as long as she do. should. Anyway, so find out more as we go along. Yeah. Yeah. But I do say that the the TRH is good, um, little KT, although I did get threatened by Gnome Wise with, with um, how would I describe this? It wasn't really divorce. It was more... 
some sort of punishment if I actually if I actually went out and purchased one. So I, I considered actually going out and purchasing one on the show. Um, but he's not actually here to watch me click the button, so it loses some of its. You know, that's what I'm thinking. We'll, we'll just torture him for a week, and then I'll go out and buy it on the show. He can watch me enter my credit card number. All you have to do is the, say, you know, bed rest. Yeah. Yeah, I need a horse. To that's right. To make um, me happy because I'm on bed rest. Yeah. And the I have to go. The baby is demanding a horse. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Same way the baby demanded Dunkin' Donuts at 7 o'clock exactly. this morning. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I it's too Dunkin funny. Donuts. Oh, oh, my goodness. Oh, so new stuff on the show. We have a new show coming up. Yes. Yeah. Game oh. nights. Game nights from nice. um, Swag. Yes. And the other gentleman's name I forgot was... Um, Shoot. Starts with an M. Swag and shoot, huh? Yeah, swag and shoot. Swag and shoot. Yeah. No. That's so I, I hate I hate I don't remember names. That's not good. Yeah. Nah, it's not. But not. Game Nights, he has actually been doing this podcast for a while. He is just um gonna be doing it on our station now, which yes. is gonna be really neat. And we'll get you, um, if you go to our forums, or actually it's on our front page, if you go to the front page of VTW Productions, you can see all the information about um, Swag, and he's worked at several gaming companies, and he has a really neat podcast, so listen to him, among with Very all the cool. other fine shows on VTW Productions. Well, we, you know, we always like, we, we're casually hardcore. Mm -hmm. None of us work in the gaming industry. No. We are yeah. players, and we are... Okay, game players yes. online. <laughs> players. Let, me, players. let me clarify that. <laughs> oh my god, I Wait, can't. Wait. I can't say this right right now. There we go. <laughs> that kind um, of <laughs> ouch. And so essentially, it's nice to hear from people who are working in the yeah. industry. They have a different kind of perspective on things. Um, it, it was funny because I've been watching. Because I'm constrained to the couch, I've been watching the Munchkin play a lot of of Wii lately, mm -hmm. and I'm recognizing the real quality difference between the different Wii games that he's chosen over the years um, as he switches, you know, oh. in and out. And it's like, oh yeah, okay, this is much lower quality Wii game than that game was, and starting to see much more distinction sure. in them as I as I'm forced to watch, to watch them, them for hours. Yeah. There's one other thing I wanted to say about Nemesis. Um, First off, we paid a babysitter to take him out today. So no intruder So that he today. would... No intruder alerts Good, today. Because then I'd have to find the button and that would just be yeah. bad. Yeah, we're not going <laughs> to have as many drop-ins today because you're going to have to try and we'll, find all the buttons. We'll play it if Gnome walks in. Uh, <laughs> intruder alert. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Gnome's going to be walking in. He's doing a server deployment today, so yeah. that's not going to happen. Um, but... Uh, so I got home from Dunkin' Donuts. Right. Right, I violated my bed rest. <laughs> for, get, donuts. For, donuts. for donuts. Come on. But that's important. Um, and uh, came home. Yes, I'm sure he's listening. <laughs> Says Dread Knight. Yes, he is. Came home and uh, fed the munchkin um, sugar, pure sugar. And later I came back and he had opened up the container of donuts and taken a bite out of each different kind of donut that was in there. Just one bite. So we had to have the conversation with Nemesis at the age of seven that when you buy donuts, <laughs> you don't get to just try 
a single bite and then decide which one you like and take the one you like yeah. and leave all of the others in the container. Oh, but that's so much fun. Well, possible. It is not a... It's not considered polite. <laughs> yeah, it's not a good way of going about these things. And yes, one of his questions was, but why, Mom? Exactly. How am I going to know what I like if I don't try them? Like, uh, oh, God. Yeah. So a quote from IRC was, Gnome is in the closet. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I pull out my gun. <laughs> That's um, not quite what we Actually, meant. I don't think I would ever quote him as speaking as a gay man. I just don't think that applies to Gnome. Well, neither does you know. it. It doesn't apply to Gwen either, but no, I'm it sure doesn't. heck is funny. That's <laughs> true. That's true. There, it would be funny in either context. Um, but it is really... Yeah, I just can't. I married him, and <laughs> it's kind of hard for me to picture him as gay. So, <laughs> no. well, don't worry. By the end of the show, we'll uh, have that. Yeah. You'll have that mind. down. Yeah. You'll have that taken Perfectly. care of. If we get the thousand uh, fans on Facebook, you may have a way easier time because there are some great. That's crazy. right. We yes. were asking for the suggestions of what to do if we oh, got yeah. to a thousand yeah, fans. Like Leotard and Tutu in front of Comic Con singing the Llama song, and there's some good stuff yeah. in there. So I, I think that you could get the singing the Llama song mm-hmm. out of him. You will not get the With Tutu. A tiara. You could get a tiara. I could get, get a tiara. You could get a tiara out of him the probably. Sippy cup and him yeah. singing. That's pretty good. Yeah. I think that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. But yeah, keep the suggestions coming. Yes, or yes. Please. I tricked him I tricked him into putting lipstick on once. I, I gave him uh, one of those You told um, him it was chapstick or what? I did. <laughs> <laughs> it was tinted chapstick was what it really was. But he didn't realize it was tinted. He put it on and I'm like I'm just trying to giggle at him a little bit. <laughs> it's like Well when you leave when you leave little marks on your cup, dear, now you'll know how girls feel. <laughs> Speaking as a gay man. <sighs> yeah. yeah. I see. Oh. So, yes, great suggestions. Keep them coming. We have less than 130 fans to go. Yeah. So. Thank you all. Yes. And people at the dance party in the Grey Void are saying, I still think it should be random between Gnome, Gwen, and Grail. Yes, everybody that says that. You kind of, oh, what are we going to roll dice? Maybe. Random? What random? It means the, one of you three. One of you three has to do it. One of you three has to do it. Oh. Yeah. Like sing the llama song in, in a, a tiara. tiara. In a tutu. Yeah. Oh. Not a tutu. Not a tutu. Yeah. I don't think you'll get a tutu oh, out of them. No. Or just one of those that just goes around and it's just like frilly. You don't yeah. have to like slip <laughs> into it. Just. Yeah. Yeah. So basically you're saying no panties, but just, just the, just the, just the llama part. waist. Yeah, yeah. The fluffy part. Yeah. We are 129 fans away. Yeah. Ah. 129 so. fans away. So, yes. <laughs> Dread Knight suggests that you can for a Klondike bar. <laughs> <laughs> what will you do for a Klondike bar? There you go. Not that. Thanks very exactly. much. <laughs> Keep the ice cream. Although, I have to admit that a tutu would probably look funnier on me at this point than it would. Just think about it. It would have to go under that's, yeah. uh, That's funny and comfortable, though. I don't know. Oh, it's funny, painful. Ow! Yeah. Oh, my I, God. Gnome in a tutu, a big, tall, huge man in a tutu. That would, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty yes. good. That's pretty good. Well, yeah, I mean, he is six foot six, 240 pounds. Yeah. He's not a small. <laughs> He's not a small man. Yeah. This Which is makes why, it funnier. <laughs> it, yeah, well, this is why, because I'm 5'1". Yeah. And so we're Mutt and Jeff. 
and uh, big difference. Yeah. Oh, there's a punishment. Have him buy a TRH. That's what I saw. Ah. <laughs> Make him click the buttons for me. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, oh my. too funny. Yes. So now, what's been happening in your weeks? You guys got. I saw you had some opportunity to play because I didn't. But mostly with Airden. Airden's been. On, basically, like I, I was mentioning before the show, uh-huh. anytime we go look and go, you know, Aridin's not playing WoW e- hardly ever. We're paying 15 bucks a month. Let's just cancel the account. Basically, as soon as I cancel the account without fail, the next day he's on WoW and then on it straight for weeks until he'll reach a point where he'll say, you can't log in because your account's canceled. And I'll go and I'll set it back up to reoccur and then he'll stop playing again. And I'll end up paying this for like three months before I realize, what the hell? He's not playing again. <laughs> he's not playing anymore. Yeah. 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 I had a... Uh, um, well, we canceled Nemesis's account simply because he's too young. Right. He was too young. If he wants to borrow one of our non-main characters, we would do that, you know, because um, sure. he's not allowed to run IO around and make her look like a complete ass. Yeah. Which he would. <laughs> yeah. That's Gnome's job. <laughs> yeah. Every now and then he does a good job of that, too. Yes. <laughs> Although, but um, but it's it's the same thing. It, it is basically the law... Um, the law of the teenager. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we had a, uh, um, I have teenage girls all around me at this point. My boss's daughter, um, she's on a cruise right now with her parents. Mm. And then, um, then we've got, uh, my two nieces. One's 14 and one's 11. And the 11 year old has developed the lying bio mission. Oh, habit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't really where lie, you just don't tell where yeah. she'll go to her friend's house, and then from the friend's house they'll go somewhere else. Right. But they went to their friend's house. But, but yeah, they went to their right. friend's house. Yeah. So they didn't actually have to tell mom no. about the other or dad, you for that matter, about the other places they've been. You said, "Where did I go? I went yeah. to my friend's house." Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we had those sorts of. You know, you got to be careful the questions you ask. You got to ask the right questions. It's like talking to a fae. They won't, <laughs> yeah. they won't lie to you per se. Right. Exactly. They always will tell you the truth. They'll tell you the truth when you push it, but you got to remember to ask the right questions That's right. and cover all your bases. So yeah, we had to have a little conversation last night with uh, with the eleven year old about you know the consequences of lying by omission, right? And exactly yeah. what happens there. So yeah, yeah. still uh, lying. Oh my goodness! So in WoW-related news, uh, Cindergross is killing my inner child yes. pretty effectively each week. Um, I pretty much—that's a really frustrating fight. That's all I have to say about that. Aww, <laughs> <laughs> you're going on what? Still eight working on Cindergosa, huh? Yeah, eight percent is our lowest now on her, and it's it's just such a pure awareness fight and. You watch somebody make a mistake and you go reach for alcohol at that point <laughs> because you can't, there's no control over it. It's just if somebody doesn't get out of one of the blasts in time or doesn't get around an ice block in time. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. yeah. And in related news, I did have picked up quite a bit of uh, Hornsby lately. 
I've been okay. Now, do you like <laughs> do you like the the red label Amber Draft or the green label Apple Crisp? Apple Crisp, both, but the red label is a little easier because I can get heartburn from acidic stuff really fast. Okay, so the so the, so the uh, Apple Crisp you like, Doxa, yeah. and then you, yeah, you know, I'm a I'm a fan of the green label myself, but Gnome Wise is a fan of the red yeah. label. Red label, yeah. So it's a. Yeah, I've been Gotta having have some tough days at work, so I've been coming home and drinking one of those, and I don't like beer. No, it's so. not beer; it's cider. Well, it's cider. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. You know, close I, enough. If I could, yeah. At yeah. this point, <laughs> I bet I would. <laughs> that's so, yeah. for sure. <sighs> but that's kind of all. Yeah, I've been playing with Aridin mostly, yeah. so I've been playing my rogue, my little tiny level thirty rogue. Right, little baby rogue. Baby yeah. rogue. Now, is your rogue a gnome? Yes. Okay. Yes, mm-hmm. gnome rogue. Gnome rogue. Yes. Bah! I figured, you know, Grell doesn't like gnomes. <laughs> <laughs> he loves rogues. It'll be a love-hate thing with him. <laughs> yeah. oh, kind of, meh. <laughs> so you're kind of like, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, Gnomewise has had that the gnome rogue for a long time now. Right. And so. He's so. been playing Death Gnome lately, though. Yeah. Well, he's leveling his fourth yeah. now. Yeah. So he's got three up to 80, and now he's... He's he's made his comments that Death Knights are far overpowered in their leveling. What's his third eighty? You know, I think he only has two, doesn't he? He has Night Sky. Uh-huh. He has. Oh, I'm going to give all his names away. He has the Druid. Yeah. He has the Rogue. Um, he has the. Um, I think that's it. Haha. Uh-huh. Haha. Uh-huh, maybe it is. Yep. He's got. No, I I was sure he had. Maybe he only took the third one up to 70, though. I think so. His hunter. I think uh-huh. he only took his hunter up to 70. Um, yeah. Because his, uh, his death so knight is like 60-something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's been leveling the yeah. death knight. So, yeah, we, we had that. We had some of our guildies, along with some former guildies, go into Ice Crown, and we're working on the Putricide fight. Mm-hmm. So that's been kind of a fun one to teach people. That's I, I really enjoy that fight. I think that's one of the best put together fights of Ice Crown. At least I've seen. I haven't seen Lich King yet. Uh, just in terms of, it's a really nice one that when you get in there, you, your first couple passes at it, you're like, oh my god, there's no way we're going to get any progress on this fight at all. And no. then people start clicking, and it's a really it teaches you a lot about first awareness. damage, awareness, um, picking, you know, doing your job correctly. And it was really good. So we actually got well past towards right about to phase three last night on our four, about sixth or seventh attempt. Hmm. So it was, I mean, for folks that are definitely coming in with just ICC and dungeons, so badges mm-hmm. uh, for gear. Badges. Uh, and, you know, obviously it's maybe some, some trial of the, the Crusader. It was a it was a nice fight to, to take them through and, and get them to that point where I think we'll have it nailed uh, next week with that group. And it was the first time I ever healed it, so it was really interesting to go, oh, that's why Malibu Goose sucks. Because, <laughs> <laughs> man, that does suck. Yeah. Whoopsie. I, unfortunately, was at work, so I missed the raid this week. Yep. Sad, but, our, but Raggy's back, who was the raid leader. Was he in the raid or? Yep. Perfect. Yes, and he brought his uh, TRH and uh, little KT along. Oh, yeah. Yes. Shout yeah, out to, to Raggy. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a, uh, at which point Nomai said, I raided with him. Uh, yep. It was one of those moments where it just made me laugh. I was like, oh. 
But he's good, you know, and the TRH is supposed to be a sign of, yeah, casual and you don't, uh, you're not that great. But Raggy is a great raid leader and he knows his stuff. He's amazing when it comes to advice on almost any class. Yep. So. Oh, no. See, I don't think, I think it's a total joke. I don't think you can take whether or not someone is actually riding the celestial steed as an indicator of whether or not they're capable um, oh, that's the joke. That's yeah. a joke. That's yeah. that's the joke. Yeah. Yes, but I do think that that it's funny that people are getting bent out of shape. Oh yeah, about it. It's like it's their money. Spend your money on what you want. Yep. You know, and yeah. and I have no objection to to people buying extra stuff in game if they want to buy it. Although I did have an objection, and it was really funny to watch Gnomewise earlier this morning since we're still in the tangent section. Mm-hmm. Um, lose it. And actually do a like a slash yell in Dalaran, commenting on another player's behavior. Really? Really? Because a, a player in Dalaran was sitting there begging for money. Uh-huh. Begging for money. Begging for money. And then you see the, the achievement. Achievement earned armored brown bear for that player. And then you see the begging start again. And he couldn't help it. He typed in the slash yell. This other people were kind of yelling at the guy now and saying, interesting how he just, or funny, I think he said, funny how he just bought his armored brown bear <laughs> and yet still needs money. money. Learn to play. Yeah. <laughs> he oh, put yeah. out there and it was like, yeah. Some people are beggar specked. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, I, and I, was, I was sitting there and I was like, I, I've never begged for anything yeah. in the game. In fact, I get uncomfortable when people send me things. I had a baby shower. Yeah. Um, Friday at work was the most awkward thing I've ever been through because I don't do very well at the... People giving you stuff? Yeah. I'm not good at that. Yeah. Not good even a little bit at that. So it was really, it's it's just one of those yeah. things where I could never do that. I can't do it in game. I can't do it in real life. I can't. It's like, no, no. That's hard. <sighs> it is hard. I'm more of a giver, I'd say. I like to give things to people yeah. a lot. I, I don't mind giving things at all. Yeah. But I, I don't, the, the begging and is. And that's why they're beggars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be able to give things, you need somebody willing to accept willing them. To and the it. beggars are more than willing to accept it from you. Yes, that's for sure. Uh, so we had a right. little weird drama in the guild also. In oh, terms yeah. of We had a, a member of the guild that hadn't been on for months, maybe even a year, uh, log in and clean out parts of the guild bank which it seemed like it was probably a hacked account but it was a very strange job of taking stuff from the guild bank as they left things like a couple bind on equip uh, epic boots that we had that were level and 80 the gold. and all the gold but took a bunch of enchanting mats and food and Gems. just really weird but it was definitely noticeable because it was huge amounts of stuff taken from each tab. Yeah, it was about half the tab in every tab. But probably left as much as they took in terms of value. Yeah. So, I don't know. We put the ticket in, and it's one of those things, as always, you know, make sure you're keeping up on cleaning your guild roster out if you have folks that haven't logged in. Exactly. Um, so, definitely did some house cleaning on that. Yeah. It was, it was one of the strangest 
jobs I've ever seen. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're looking through like, why did they leave all the money? <laughs> I know. I went in to get a frozen orb and I was like, what is going on with our guild bank? And I, I thought... Oh, I have a couple of orbs if you need them, by the way. And, I mean, I got some, but I was just like, whatever. I just needed one and I was going to do a day leaf with it. And anyway, so I went in there and half of it is empty. And I'm like, well, maybe gnomoys. Because every so often gnomoys are all, I'll go and get all the crap and sell it and put the money in yeah. there. And no. And then I looked at the logs and like all four tabs, half of it was missing. It was all one person. It was all done seven hours ago from the time I checked. And I was like... Who is this person? I don't yeah. even know who that is. It was so strange. It was weird. <laughs> it was very weird. So, Adam, the police officer. Point, I was thinking. Yeah. We need to call a police officer, which is, oh, what, okay. what, you, which yeah. is what you did. Yeah, basically. Put in a ticket. Let him know. Yeah, I, I'm having a really interesting... Um, because I'm wearing a uh, Royal Moonshroud Road robe right now that okay. was given to me by Sovan. Yeah. I didn't ask for it. He was very sweet. He looked at my gear. He made me something. He sent it. I accepted it. And people are saying, lol, you're wearing this and talking about how you... And it's like, yeah, it's awkward. <laughs> and I'm grateful. I'm still very yeah. grateful. I wasn't it's turning it down. Purple. Yeah. It's, it's purple <laughs> and beautiful and I'm not turning it down. And so the question was, that's considered charity then? With a laugh out loud. And I said, no, I don't think it's considered charity. I didn't ask him for it. Yes. It's different I didn't, when you're asking. I never said, I need gear. Send me gear. I never said that. Um, so I think it's considered kindness. It's a kind gesture. Yeah. yeah. When someone takes, pays attention to what you need and sends you something without you asking is a kind gesture. Yeah. Right. Or they, they're, and people who pay attention yeah. to the needs of others yeah. are people who have kind souls. Exactly. Whether it's in game or in real life, if you look at someone, for example, you look at someone else in the guild and you go, oh, hey, I think they could use this piece of gear that just dropped. Mm -hmm. And you send it to them and they either use it or they send it back. You know, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. That just means you're aware of the people around you. Yep. And you're aware of the players around you. And that happens in life, too. You look at someone and say, she needs this at work or he needs that at work. You can do it in on almost any front and it's just about being aware Yep, that's. and sure. some people choose to act on it and some people just aren't even aware they, they don't you know they just the world revolves around them and them only and it's not even that it's just they don't their brain doesn't isn't wired yeah. to see that unless but you can train your yeah. brain yeah. to be aware and so it's really interesting there's a um, I have a niece who's uh, dyslexic mm. and her teachers have told her she's 14 now her teachers have told her that her brain is set now and they won't be able to train her brain out of being dyslexic and i said your teachers are telling you old science mm -hmm. there's a sure. lot of science out there now that demonstrates that the brain is very plastic mm -hmm. and you can train it to do new things you can train a 60 year old brain to operate in a different way and to do new things. And this is how people can recover from strokes. And this is how people yeah. can, can exactly. actually, you know, delay the onset of Alzheimer's. And this is how people can do, I mean, there's a lot of really good, um, good research, mm -hmm. um, particularly going on in Southern California right now on this topic. And I find it amazing that people make these generalizations about, you know, how the brain works right. or how we see things or how life goes. Um, and there aren't, staying aware of all the things that are changing in the world around them. Now I'll do the same thing. It's a pot and kettle thing because it's how <laughs> people work. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of stuff out there that 
you got to be aware that you never have to stay the person that you are right now. If there's something you don't like about yourself, 90% of the time you can change it. Always now, I'm not suddenly going to become 5'6 well, yeah. instead of 5'1. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Stare in that mirror. I'm just going to look at it. I can. I can. I can. I'm good enough. Um, uh, actually, I think we're up against the break, though. We yes, are. we are. We are up against the break. Um, and I have queued up some Anna Bracca for the break. And we have Flames and All I Need. And we will see you right after this. Hi, I'm a little girl who likes CCGs. And Doc Ted told me to listen to VTWProductions.com. Isn't it great?
TW Productions. We are dot com. Dot com. Oh, sorry. <laughs> We're into our actual um, wow section. So great actual physical contact. Yay! Yay! And I did mess with the buttons a little bit, so hopefully the um, drop-ins are not so loud and the music is more even. But to let us know. So, physical, actual content. We're yes. talking about the rest of the classes. Yeah, we went through several of the classes last week in terms of the Cataclysm class preview changes. And selfishly, last week, we all talked about classes that we actively well. play quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> so this week, we're going to talk about the rest of the The, the ones group. we don't know. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> make make general <laughs> comments about classes we don't we play. There you go. Awesome. Oh. Woohoo! <laughs> So we're going to start by revealing our lack of knowledge on Death Knights. Awesome. Right? Yes. Yeah. yes here we go. So, uh, yeah, basically they're they're starting with new abilities. Outbreak comes at level 81. Yeah. So Frost Fever Blood Plague at no rune cost. So basically they can apply diseases quickly when they're switching targets. So yeah. you start doing your tap target and... Considering boom, boom, boom. Both, each of those are an individual cast for them, um, and the fact it doesn't take any rune power, that's that's pretty nice. Exactly. Uh, going onward, then, at level 83, they're playing on something called Necrotic Strike, which is uh, actually hits uh, does damage to an enemy, but then applies a debuff that absorbs healing based on the damage done. So it's kind of a way to nerf, you know, keep a mob from healing itself or... 
probably more so a PvP type ability. Yeah, mm. yeah. They mm-hmm. were they were talking about the fact to bring back some of the old flavor from when the Death Knights could dispel a heal over time effect. So it's PvP utility yeah. is really what this is meant for. It's definitely um, much like a mortal strike from a warrior. Yeah. Um, and then lastly is dark simulacrum. <laughs> Pretty good. I guess. Sure, whatever. Sure. <laughs> uh, this is a weird one. Uh, you strike an opponent, and then it allows you to copy the next spell that's going to be cast and unleash it. So it's not spell reflection. Right. It doesn't cancel the incoming spell or flip it back at them. It actually recreates copies it. the spell. Yeah. yeah. Steals it for a minute. So the, steals the ability. Steals the ability. So, I mean, so the way I would take it then is if, like, if you're in PvP and you smack a paladin with this, and then the paladin class, you bubble. know, bubble. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and bubbles, then you can bubble. Would you bubble as well? Well, it says, in general, if you can't reflect an ability, you won't be able to copy it either. Oh, okay. So you're so, not going to take something that's only, you're not going to take a You're not going to take it, and you're not going to take a, a, a class-specific cast that you wouldn't it's only an incoming spell, spell on you on you that you would be able to then copy so you could po- potentially have both you and a mage sheep simultaneously because of that right ah <laughs> uh, cool. maybe okay um, um the the major thing looking through their changes is that they're actually going to now give death knights definitive trees for what they do uh, okay, so they are really going to distinguish between yeah, the three trees. Because okay, before you could have a blood tank, you could have a frost tank, and you could have an unholy tank, and they were all spec differently. Tank, tank, tank. Exactly, yep. or and and DPS uh, across mm-hmm. the three trees as well. But now, especially with the introduction of the mastery system, the trying to code that for three different tanking trees didn't seem feasible. So they're actually going to move blood as the tank tree now. And you'll have Frost be your dual-wheel DPS tree, and Unholy being DPS Unholy, uh, most likely a two-handed okay. weapon. Hmm. So, so consider this. Let's, let's contrast for a minute with Warriors. Sure. Um, warriors have the three specifications, mm-hmm. right? They have Discipline, Fury, and... A protection. And Protection. Arms is actually the first one, not Pro- Discipline. Arms. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I was priest, Warrior, yep. apparently. <laughs> and, um so arms, fury, and protection. protection. And but broadly, when we think of warriors, we think of warriors as tanking. Um, once you have dual spec, you have an opportunity to go back and forth between fury and protection. Um, do you know a lot of warriors who spec in arms? Yeah, well, arms would definitely be considered, for the most part, kind of the PvP spec because that's where Mortal Strike resides. Okay. So it's it's the one that is most useful there. I know Dark Helmet in our guild was an arms warrior DPS for a while. Okay. Uh, since moved to Fury. So it, okay. it, it is a DPS tree. So what I'm noticing is they're giving a much stronger, in Death Knights, in Blood, they're giving the much stronger fit for tanking. Um, and then Unholy is... You know, diseases, magic, command over pets. Yeah. And frost feels like a solid dual wield tree, they're saying. Right, right. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how they actually since you have dual spec in the world and you'll be able to pick two, how Death Knights choose to distribute themselves. Mm-hmm. What becomes popular with them. 
Yeah, and because they've made a distinction between it's not like Frost and Holy Both are the two-handed weapon DPS specs. So usually in that case, then one plays out and through theory crafting, somebody goes Unholy is the the top DPS spec you could do. But because they've mixed in now two one-handed weapons on Frost and the two-hander on Unholy, you might have some a very competitive uh, specs between the two for for doing damage. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, the mastery system, blood, you're going to see things like healing absorption is their final mastery. Which tier. is really neat. Yeah, which will actually allow you, when you heal, when you self-heal, you receive the additional effect of absorbing incoming damage. Yes. Which is very cool. So if they keep hitting, mm, you nice. keep healing. Yeah. That's nice. So you keep yeah. healing, you know, yeah. keep death striking and such, uh, you'll, you'll give yourself basically even more ability to absorb damage. Uh, with Frost then getting enhanced rune power generation and Unholy getting enhanced uh, disease damage. Mm-hmm. Now, what about Vengeance? They're just It's a new mechanic. Oh, yeah. Uh, so something very, about their damage output. Very yeah. bottom of the notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, whenever the tank gets hit, uh, so the blood tank gets hit, uh, Vengeance is going to grant a stacking attack power buff equal to 5% of the damage done, up to a maximum of 10% of the character's unbuffed health. Mm-hmm. So, for boss encounters, they're expecting that the tank will always have an attack power bonus equal to about 10% of their health. Okay. And the 5 to 10% bonuses assumes that you're, you are fully a blood uh, tank, so you're fully 51 talent points specced into it. Um, so basically, the the thought process behind this is, is they want tanks threat generation to scale with the damage output that the folks are doing. So it's also to ensure that the tank damage output and therefore threat uh, doesn't fall so far behind. Because as they enhance mages and rogues and all the rest of us that do damage, tanks sometimes you know how do you keep up then with keeping the attention of the mob? Yeah, that's true. So they're doing it by increasing their increasing damage. the damage, right? So yeah, it's an interesting. Okay. I mean, it's it's a new take on on that problem. So basically, we're going to have to see how it plays out, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and how the how the different you know all the different tanking classes do. Yeah, you know, between the changes to warrior and changes to death knight, and then I mean, really, the only other paladins and druids. Yeah, paladins and druids. So you've got four basic. Yep. Well, and druids only have um, feral spec. You know, but you'd, they you'd have dual spec down feral. Yeah, but it looks like they are going to have two masteries based on what form you're in. So if you're right. in bear form, you're going to have the tanking masteries, and if you're right. a cat, you get the well, which basically divides that tree even further, makes you even more hybrid. Sure. Mm-hmm. So you've got to choose specific talents in order to be bear spec, which is going to make it harder to go back and forth bear to cat right. and be very effective as both a bear and a cat. So it is interesting. It's one of the things I actually didn't like um, about the changes to the druid mm-hmm. was this idea that, no, really, if I went feral, it was because I wanted to be able to do both, as I understood it. I'd be more interested in Gnomewise's opinion on that one because he actually plays... The, um, the feral one. The feral, we, yeah. yeah. We could untape his I mouth play. and let him out of the closet. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. No. Okay. So one of the things in, in talking to Ragok last night and several other Death Knights that I've raided with uh, about the changes, um, on the forums I saw a lot of people going, eh, I really liked being able to tank spec across the three trees. Mm-hmm. But at least, you know, non-scientific, the Death Knights I've talked to have all seemed pretty happy to see the tanking regulated now into blood. 
uh, so they kind of have a good, clear, concise tanking tree and not having to check every time there's a patch which of the tanking specs it's now be is the, best the, for him. the one. Is the best, yeah. and then they have to respec again, and then, exactly. yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's, so it's, and honestly, it's not really a cost thing. It's just an upkeep thing. Yeah. yeah. It's just it's having a maintenance, to constantly it's a maintenance idea. stay up on that. Yeah. So that's Death Knights in a nutshell. Uh, the nutshell version. We can move on to the Hunters. Hunters. Oh, yes. Rawr. Rawr. Yay. So. so at 81, they get Cobra shot. <laughs> Woohoo. Woo-hoo. So, basically, so, so basically, we fling snakes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I hunt with Cobra. <laughs> exactly. Go, Joe. Uh, <laughs> well, I wasn't even thinking G.I. Joe. Oh, I was actually yeah. thinking, um, oh, God, that ancient... Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, Conan, Conan movie. Yeah, Conan. He shoots I shoot the snake. He shoots the, the shoots the chick with the snake. Yes. Tulsa oh. Doom. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. Mm, talk yes. about. Oh God. What's the actor's name? Oh, James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones. You can't oh, beat he's James got Earl the Jones. Best voice in the world. Exactly. Oh, it's so funny though. So that's what I'm thinking. Cobra shot. <laughs> I get to shoot with snakes. Well, um, it's, it deals da- nature damage and it's physical damage. It shares the cooldown with steady shot. And, uh, well, it's nature damage instead of physical damage. Right. Instead of physical damage, yeah. yeah so you are shooting cobras then. We're shooting Something. snakes. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see the graphic on this. <laughs> <laughs> they don't actually make this a snake. The, I'm going to be the disappointed. The arrows are made with real bits of cobra. Real bits yeah. of cobra. So you know, so you know they're good. good. <laughs> <laughs> are they made with real Girl Scouts? Yeah. Girl Scout cookies. Um, so basically, uh, yeah, yeah, an alternative on heavily armored targets. Yeah. And then we have Trap Launcher. Mm-hmm. Which which traps? <laughs> I'm assuming. Yeah. <laughs> it's much basically like, forty yard uh, forty, 40 yard range. <laughs> lay it out. I'm assuming it acts like you get a target, almost like a uh, like a projectile yeah. target. Yeah. If you're doing it, well, like when you're doing have you backpack. seen the hunter's freezing arrow when they shoot that out and uh-huh. then it puts a trap on the ground? Yes. That's mm-hmm. what this is going to be. Except they can do it with any other traps now instead of just, just the frozen. The arrow. Oh, and they're actually okay. going to get rid of the frozen arrow, freezing arrow ability because this is going to this is going to just it cover all. it all. Yeah. No global cooldown, one minute cooldown. Okay, that's nice. Yeah. Okay, uh, camouflage is interesting. They're basically giving someone a. Um, an ability to uh, veil themselves, for yeah. lack of a better shadow. Um, it's, um, it's not quite shadow meld because it doesn't remove you from combat, right? But it prevents you from taking ranged damage by basically obscuring you as a target. So you've got partial so, cover. Basically, is basically what they're doing. It, you can you can melee. They can hit you. Uh huh. Area of effect can still hit you. Right. Yep. Um. Dealing or taking damage will break the camouflage. So you can't keep shooting from cover. Right. Um, which kind of sucks. I personally think <laughs> you should be able <laughs> to snipe from, sco- from cover. Seriously, if you're yeah, a hunter, what do you do as a hunter? You yeah. hide and you shoot things yeah. from hiding. That's you what you do. I in and went and got a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I do think, though, that there are things like like rogues have stealth and they can sap and they can get behind targets and, and basically you know do the backstab kind of abilities that stun everybody hunters should be able to at least do a couple of things from camouflage it's an interesting one and in the class preview at least in the just the general preview they don't actually say what they're trying to address with this so i'd be curious to know 
if this is really looking at a PvP, that the hunters were running into issues with single target, like a mage or a warlock, hitting them directly with spells. Right, maybe. And they needed some counter to that. Because hmm. um, in most boss fights, you think of, usually the boss isn't specifically targeting you. It's it's an AoE effect. Um, there's some cases, maybe this will work against like a Shadow Bolt volley or something along those lines. But, so... Yeah, it. I mean, this is funny though. I'm reading some of this, and I'm saying, so they're moving hunters away from mana. Right. Focus. No more is mana. What moving them to focus. Focus is going to generate at a slower rate than energy for rogues. Correct. Which is interesting, considering some of the costs. I'm assuming that the 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 pool is a hundred. Yes. Or, Again, yeah, it doesn't the say. Way, but yeah. Well, I, I mean, so. you get a hundred energy. Mm-hmm. You get a hundred rage. Right. They've kind of set everything on a zero to one hundred <laughs> scale. 100. If all it's 100. not mana, right. it's yes. on a hundred scale. Right. And so when I look at it and they say, you know, sixty focus for aimed shot or multi shot. Yeah, that's a lot. That's sixty percent of your pool in one one mm-hmm. shot. In one shot. You better be dang good. Well, and you look at it and say, okay, so what's the rate of damage? And it's a very high rate of damage, Mm -hmm. especially if it's going to take me, if I'm recovering six focus per second, it's going to take me 10 seconds to get that back. To fully recover from that one thing, that one aimed shot or multi shot. Their steady shot and cobra shot actually do generate focus for them when they use it and have no cost. So they do have a method of speeding up their focus regeneration. Um,. So it yeah. generates nine focus per shot or 12 per second instead of six. Right. Okay. So, and there's no cost. So you can shoot once a second. So, yeah. You can, get 12 instead of six. You, okay. And it's a way to supplement. I, obviously, again, being a preview, this is going to require testing. They'll have to see, you know, how can you keep hunters competitive and doing something interesting and not just sitting there auto-shooting, waiting for their focus to come back. Uh but it it is a way of moving them away from the mana constraints right now, which will allow them then to use gear and everything that isn't so heavily divided between mana and their their actual stats to. So they can steal more gear power. from me. Well, <laughs> and th- I mean, this was the thing I was thinking about from the hunters is is one of the comments from the gray void, is that hopefully they'll have those shots at least do a respectable amount of damage to compensate. Well, but that's one of the other things they could do by letting them take a couple of shots from a camouflaged position before their position was revealed, for example. Mm-hmm. It would help make up for the fact that they're depleting a huge portion of their focus pool. Right. Yeah. You know. Well, it does say in camouflage it will allow their, they will get a bonus to their attack that breaks camouflage. They do get a, a, an extra uh, oomph. A little buff. Yeah, from doing that. Um, one of the other cool things I thought for lower levels is the fact they're actually going to allow you to now start at level one with a pet. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Which is really cool. That's considering nice. You had to be, what, level 10, 10. before? Yeah, I remember because yeah. I took a pet up. I took a hunter, a pet. I took and a hunter up to about 23, <laughs> 24. Right. Um, and I just, I found hunters really complicated to play. Lots of buttons. Lots of working with the pet, lots of training the pet, lots of, all right, what kind of ammunition, what kind of shot, what kind am I doing here, what am I working with, What the, the ability of the pet, mm-hmm. choosing the pet, you know, oh, do, yeah. do you have the bear pet versus the cat pet versus then the different abilities of the pets. So it was, I, I, I found them very, very complicated to play, and I didn't enjoy it as much hmm. as a slightly simpler, yeah. you know, even the druid was yeah. much simpler. Well, so. then speaking of the pets, you're going to be able to store more pets, which is going to be nice. 
I saw you get to carry three with yeah. you. Is that valid now? How many do you carry with you now? Just one? Or I don't play a hunter. I I, don't does know. anybody well, know? I don't know because I know that they're constantly having to go to stables. Right. Yeah. Well, that's where they store their They're pets. They store their pets, but now they're going to be able to store three. They'll actually keep, keep three with, with them, them and possibly even five if you're beast mastery right. talented. And then they said basically that your stables will have a broad uh, space for pets in there. Okay, so you can store five pets right now, says Gunhilda, who's our resident expert hunter here. Okay, mm-hmm. so right now um, it says you can and store And f- with call stabled pet. So there is an ability called call stable pet, I oh, guess. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. That lets you pull your stabled pet, but you only have one with you. One with at you a at a time. And now you will have three with you. Right. Okay. Because one looks so like Vons they're actually four. trying to move the pets in to actually kind of mimic some of the abilities. The tanking, mm-hmm. the, the right. DPS. The but like like one of the examples is Wind Serpent will t- t- uh, put a debuff on a mob that gives you a stronger spell, you know, that takes more spell damage, much like a weaker version of Warlock's Curse of the Elements. And you can switch out every five minutes. Right. Right now. Okay. So I, um, I'm guessing that this is going to allow you to switch out much faster Pretty much that. instantaneously would be my guess. Well, that'd be nice. Well, yeah. Good for them. So it's a neat, it's a neat way so. then to have your pet then compensate for something that your group or your raid is is lacking at the time. So if you don't have, if you're doing a five man group and you want to have, you know, some sort of spell debuff on on a mob, you can whip out the wind serpent and do that. And do that or one. if you need some sort of bleed effect, you send out a hyena. Whip out the wind serpent. Whip out, whip the, out wind the wind serpent, serpent baby. <laughs> Train your dragon. I'm sorry. <laughs> That, uh, I, wow. Oh, right. Oh, God. And Don't come out. Stay in there, girl. And that actually oh. puts us up against our next break. Wow. So we got through so two got classes. Through two classes. <laughs> we got through Hunters and we got through Death Knight. This so. is called spreading out the content. Yeah. No, actually, but I think it's a good conversation yeah. because, you know, like the Grave Void said, the phrase you're looking for, Io, in terms of playing Hunters is pain in the ass. Yeah. Oh. Um, and the answer is, yeah, I, I actually did. I only took my Hunter up to about 24 um, in terms of level, because it was just a pain. Yeah. yeah. It was complicated. It was hard to track things. If I was away for a few days, it was like, where was I? Yeah. I couldn't remember, and it was just a pain in the butt. Well, there you go. Well, so we got through two. We'll do the rest in the next show, a couple yep. more next show. And uh, let's see, what do I have queued up for this one? Oh, Venomous Maximus. And this one is called Dead and Boogie. We'll see you right after the break. Booyah. <laughs> And we're back. Daxa destroyed the rig somehow. I don't know what happened. It just stopped working. It's it's the Kaboom. chest. It's, it's the chest. It apparently wow. didn't like you know. Yeah. I don't. D- I don't know. Maybe it's a um a uh, oh gosh. What do you call that? You don't like chicks. Uh, gay? No, that wasn't <laughs> what I was going for, actually, but that would work. Um, yes, I, I'll have to tell Gnome he owns a gay laptop. Uh, Apparently. I um, you, yeah, I know what you're talking about, but yeah. Um, Either way. So I, I actually uh, blame uh, Dirk Diggler. Oh, um, okay. Who, it's his first time listening live, so I blame him. Sure, let's yeah. blame them he first said, guy. He said, sure, he said, uh, he said, sure, blame me. It's my first time listening live. I said, sure, okay, I'll blame you. So I can't blame Gnome because he has to drive me to the hospital when it's time. That's for sure. So, <laughs> Oh, you like, can blame him just later. Blame him <laughs> later. <laughs> Goodness. Well, yep, I, it looks like our streams are back up, so we will definitely have to kind of... Uh, yeah, misogynist. 
edit. Okay. Uh, yes, we'll have to edit it a little bit. And, uh, yeah, there'll probably be some very archives. interesting <laughs> phrases on the archives there. Oh, my goodness. Well, you uh, know. I think we have email and shout outs. Yeah, we have email and <laughs> shout outs. We have lots of people. Oh, don't, don't um, we have a drop in for that? We yes, do. we have a button for that. <laughs> don't break it. You have <laughs> 937 messages, all of which are marked urgent. 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 Before the stream dies again, go. Yeah, all go. right. <laughs> um, shout outs to those who came to the dance party Hornstar, Torin, Elrosh, Munthisa. Uh, Munthisa? Barry VA, Peach Puff, Chinnicky, uh, Gil Rathis, Sixberg, Gildina, I know I'm mispronouncing, Dread Knight, of course, Boss Wally, Gunhilda, who's here, and who did I miss? Start jumping up and down if I missed you. Don't be mean. Everybody's going to jump, you know. All right. I know. Everyone's going <laughs> to jump. And Dirk was here. Dirk Diggler was was here and apparently has run off to do something else. Bow chicka bow wow. Yeah. Bow chicka bow wow. <laughs> Oops. Oh. That's the wrong one. And there it goes. Yes. That's what he's run off to do. <laughs> yes. Oh. oh, goodness. All right. Ooh. Emails. Who has one? I have one. All right, go for it. Short one called Crashes, Laughs, and Shoutouts. <laughs> I feel really bad for this listener. It says, hey, guys, I have an interesting story for you. I was listening to the podcast and driving 95, as usual. I'm not sure if that's I-95 or miles per hour, as usual. And I rolled six times and destroyed a telephone pole. But at least I was laughing. Triple explanation, exclamation point. Just wanted to see if I could get a shout-out on the podcast. Keep up the great work. With one, two, three, four, five, six exclamation points behind it. Um, Wow. See good and bad. And we're going to give the uh, shout out to Connor, who did not give his in-game name. Um, So we will say, I'm glad you lived. No kidding. I hope you weren't hurt. Wait a second. His name is Connor, and he survived a large car crash. Ooh, Highlander. Is he a Highlander? Are you a Highlander? Is that what you're asking? Mm-hmm. Mm. Is he one of the chosen ones? I guess so. There can only be yeah. one. There can only be one. All right. Um, I got one here from, from uh, Is a Kitty. Uh, is a Kitty. Here are my thoughts on Clash of the Titans. Ahem. Oh, why? <laughs> uh, that was all in caps. <laughs> It was so horrible and terribly wrong. It was the worst mythology butchering since Disney's Hercules. I honestly almost cried in the theater. (laughs) After studying mythology all last summer, I wish I could unsee that. Anyways, thanks for the great show. (laughs) Even though I rarely play WoW, I still listen regularly. He's a kitty, level 80 druid on Azure Mist. Thank you. There you go. All (laughs) righty. I have a shout out from Facebook. Okay. And it is from Faramir, 80 Holy Pally. It says, slash bow to the best podcast on the net. Love the show, guys and gals. Quick comment on the Celestial Steed and all other pay for items. If they do not count towards the mount or pet achievements, I think they would be more okay with these types of things. And can I get a shout out to his guild, which is Acta Sanctorum on the Nomorgon server. And, oh, and their podcast, Warcraft trade chat okay so shout out so given to Faramir we have a shout out in email uh, that just came in this is a shout out to my guild leader monkey wrench for running me through instances 
That's this a great was song. from Sean Caster Jenkins, 56 Human Warlock, Guild Knights of the Round on Aldemon US. Okay. And one here f- called Cataclast Changes. This is from uh, Agrius. Greetings, casuals. Here with a quick email about class changes for Cataclysm. So far, I'm very pleased and scared about some of the changes announced for Cataclysm. I was very happy and f- happy to finally see changes they are planning for the Paladins, and I can't wait to unleash the full power of retribution with my Guardian of Ancient Kings. I was also happy to see the changes they plan to make for rogues, since I plan on roguing, <laughs> roguing, plan on rolling a worgen rogue in Cata. Thanks for the great show, guys. And can I get a Daxa drop in if she is not there this week? Unless she is here, but Alas, she can still probably provide a drop. I in. am here, but I can. Penis. Oh, look at that! There you go. And a shout out to Lady Ambrosia from your paladin. Hope you had a great weekend. This is from Agrias SW, level eighty human paladin on the in the guild Civil Warcraft Shattered Hand US. Alrighty, well I've got one that's kind of scary, but I'm going to read it out anyway. <laughs> um, this one is says, "Guess who's back? Back again?" Yes, it says, "Well, hello there, <laughs> CH crew." It's been a long time since I last wrote you. Had to take a break from WoW and WoW Radio, but now that I'm back, I'm surprised but also pleased with all the changes and additions to your show, especially Doxa, a.k.a. the sexy voice. You've got the sexy voice. The ruiner of shows, apparently. (laughs) By the way, Io is pregnant, yet you have been out for a while, haven't you? (laughs) Um, I'm almost done, actually. So, will the new Sprout become a nemesis to the current nemesis, or will they team up to create chaos and mayhem? Um, I believe they shall do both. Yep. Anyway, I'll continue stalking you, in quotes, great, and the show again (laughs) in your new home. Lovely. At VTW, and thanks for the podcast, which I listen to on the subway when I can't make it live, providing me many smiles and laughs, <coughs> excuse me, thus creeping out the other passengers that in turn stay well away from me, giving me lots of space for myself. Except, of course, for the hobo that listen, also listens to the podcast with me when we're on the same train. He likes it very much and says hello. Hmm. Um, also, hello, here's a little haiku that I thought of the other day. God, God help us. <laughs> In the depths of Ironforge, strapped in gnomes, prepare for action. Got lube? Hmm. Mm. <laughs> this from See You Later, Dog Toucher, which I believe is Sheep, Sheep Toucher, Toucher, renamed. Yes. P.S. Because of one of your previous shows, I'm sending you a sound bit related to the people that donate. The name's a dead giveaway, <laughs> and it's the Me Love You Long Time drop-in. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then in P.P.S. in homage to Grail, I, ha- I too have no pants on right now. Well, there you go. <laughs> So there you go, dog toucher, sheep toucher is back, um, and um, it's been a while. It's been a while. Yep. Haven't heard one of his haikus in a in, long time. in quite a while. Yes. Yeah, some of them we couldn't read. Yeah. actually, <laughs> out on the air. That one I kind of, you know, that one's not too that bad. Nah, bad. not too bad. Yeah. Um, Do you have one up there? Or? Okay, uh, I have one from mm. last week. Our call out for movie suggestions. Oh yes. Uh, we have a nice post on. Facebook on that as well. It has quite a few suggestions on there. But this one emailed in simply says, Army of Darkness. That's all that needs to be said. Hail to the King Baby. Voodoo Strike Hunter, God of Awesome Sauce. Ka- Kazmodon <laughs> Alliance US Redux. Nice. There you go. And you, one of the comments on Facebook was, I mean, the myriad of just amazing movies were out there, but one of the comments was that we should do one that wasn't so good. Yeah. 
You That's know? what I was. Yeah. I think Dungeons as well. and Dragons. Yeah, Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. I think you would know. be an epic movie review because I haven't seen that since I actually paid for it in the theater. Yeah, that was painful. <laughs> you know, I didn't actually see it in the theater. I haven't seen it yet. Really? Lucky. Oh, it's oh. have not it's an seen event. it. <laughs> yeah, we are, we are basically making sure we don't want to only select movies that are full of awesome goodness. Yes. yes. Um, we do want to make sure that we have a fair number of movies that we can. Um, rail yeah. against yes. and yes. basically say what the hell were you thinking yeah. just keeping um, them in the the fantasy gaming sci-fi realm geeky what area we're yeah geeky area yeah and to and to uh to take a quote out of context dread knight says are you still licking rusty doorknobs and all i can think is is that a movie review <laughs> Looking rusty doorknobs. Like, yeah. How many rusty doorknobs yeah. do you give this film? Uh, <laughs> I will give this film four yeah. rusty, rusty doorknobs. Door yes, With uh, twenty-seven exclamation uh, yeah, points behind yeah. it. Something like that. Oh, oh. No. so yes. Yeah, so we'll we'll pick a movie maybe during the break. Sure. And and we'll uh, we'll see. Right. Assuming we can get back from Assuming the break. Assuming we yeah. can get back. From the break. Oh God, and she's then, gonna touch buttons again, people. I know. I wasn't Everyone even touching anything. Just looking at it apparently makes it die. So, oh. but yes, we'll pick a movie. There was a lot of good suggestions. We had Prince of Persia, Clash of the Titans, which and Iron Man two, which isn't out yet. By the way, guys, can't yeah, I know Iron Man two. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh. um, we had Dark City was suggested. Kick we had Blade Runner. Pitch Black was suggested. We had a bunch of them. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah, so yeah. We'll, we'll pick one and then we'll get back to you guys after. So the next we'll 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 pick the movie for next time. This time we've got the book review. Yes, and the book review we are doing is Cursor's Fury. Cursor's Fury. Fury. Yeah, the, which the, is the third book in the Codex Alera by Jim Butcher. Yep. Who is the man, by the way? Love Jim Butcher. So shout out to Jim Butcher because his books rock, especially after the last book I just read. Changes. Yeah, I know, but you forgot to bring it. I know. Sorry. Poke, poke. I can't leave the house except for donuts, apparently. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me. I hope to God my donuts. doctor doesn't listen to this show. Changes is below donuts yeah. on the meter. Well, it was seven in the morning. There was Babies no can't read. There was no bookstore <laughs> open. But they can eat donuts. <laughs> yes, we are ready to visit the spirit healer, Dread Knight. You are correct. Oh, okay. So off we go. Spirit healering. How will you be spirit healering? Oh, today? well, we're near Iron Forge, so oh. the, there's only the one forge. good way to do it. We into must jump forge. into the lava. Jump into the forge. Because, oh, uh, you know, can't get high enough to actually die jumping off these mountains here. We do here. have... Didn't we have an email from a gentleman called Celestial Steed? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Let me actually get this one done okay, sure. quickly, though. This is a thanks. Uh, howdy, thank you for the info last week with my baby question. Oh, right. How expensive yes. it is yeah. to have yes. a baby, yeah. yeah. Uh, we are probably waiting a bit, uh, but my parents and family would help out a lot, even if we weren't waiting. Anyways, I figured I'd just say thanks. P.S. I got the quote signature from Andromeda. It was at the beginning of one of the episodes, and it sounded cool. Uh, absolute power corrupts absolutely, which is a problem if you're powerless. So. Yes, I liked that signature line last week and made a comment on it. Yep. And Andromeda was a very short-lived B series, and I liked it. Um, it I liked it too. I, liked I really it a did. Lot. So I it had Kevin Zorbo in it. Kevin Zorbo, yes. He's so hot. Too funny. <laughs> But um, it was a good, good It was a decent Yeah, series, I yeah. thought it was cute. You know? Oh, and uh, Barry VA would like you to please note before we break that there are shout-outs being sent to you in IRC. 
Uh, okay. Well, so then if I... you can get over there, which you might not be able to. I will. Let There's me... only like three laptops spread out around Daxa right now. I know. I'm trying to avoid <laughs> Give the poor girl anything a little bit of... on the rig. A little bit of love. So, um, so I have another laptop open, but let me let me go ahead and do this uh, Celestial Steed one. Okay. Okay. So this is actually okay. It says okay. So here's the deal. One of you will get a funny, funny mount called Celestial Steed. All in exchange, I sh- and in exchange, I get a shout out to myself. And just I hope I pronounced this right. Karia, Kariha from Kazakh EU. For being an idiot while buying said mount for the wrong region. Don't. Yes. Kariha <laughs> is how I would pronounce Kariha. it. Kazakh EU. Yes. Apparently this poor soul bought the celestial steed for the wrong region and has therefore sent us the code to redeem said item. And now we have to fight over it. Five hosts enter. One I horse leaves. <laughs> I do not believe that Gnomewise is allowed to participate. Nope. He has in sun- this. sullied the name of the horse. He That's has. Right. He has. Uh, he's not allowed to participate in this role. So. <laughs> nope. Oh, that's for sure. He's giving so up his we'll, right. We'll figure that out. But thank you so much for uh, making the mistake. I guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. sure. Thank you for much for thinking of someone to send it to. Exactly. Very nice. Oh. So if you guys have something else, let me pull these up here. Anybody? No, no, we're good. I'm just mocking you for, you know. Give me some time here, people. Yeah, well, I'm running. I'm spirit running back. Oh, are you to, still pulling you know. up the shadow? Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, let me know when you're ready. Because I have like three different well, computers here. Okay, so here we go. So shout out to Daxa for doing a great job hosting despite rig failure. Woo-hoo! Thanks, guys. It's nice to know at least there's some love out there. Um, I'm assuming. Da, 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 da. Oh, Meredith says, shout out to Barry for being awesome. No lie. How much did you pay him for that, Barry? Barry Vaughn, awesome. He traded favors. Oh, that. Okay, yeah. we'll move on to this. <laughs> Barry's going to be like, that's it. No heels for you. <laughs> no nothing for you. Of course, seeing Barry heal would be as a mage. Yeah. Yeah. Bandage. That's for sure. Um, let's see. What else do we have? I think. That's it. Nothing. Okay. We're good. Thank you, Barry. Booyah. He swears it. He didn't pay him anything. Yeah. Okay. Right. Hopefully uh-huh. we'll make it back on this break. <laughs> oh, this we're going to take the music break. We'll be right back. Every- we're going to talk book. Everyone pray for me. We've got some more Exorb uh, queued up. And, oh, and Dirk Diggler needs a shout out right before we go. And Rink is also here. Sorry I missed you before. Dirk, shout out to you. And music break. Thank you. Nah. By the way, Dread Knight says I.
We're not going to talk about Dread Knight saying that I get the mount. I'll put together to make ideas. I get the mount, yeah. Yeah, with what? We're not going to talk about Dread Knight saying that I got uh, the You get the mount? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently that did not cut off in time, but uh, that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was funny. It was just a little extra plug for me. Because um, you said what? Dread Knight said. Dread Knight said. Dread Knight said. Knight says, uh, Io gets the mount, yes. And that's then what we it cut said. off. So. Dread Knight yep. says what? So there we go. Yeah, I actually so, like um, this one here that says that uh, you have to make 
gnome buy you gnome watch you buy a mount and grail is too manly to ride a sparkly mount so i should get the mount well yeah. it says i'm too manly to ride a sparkly pegasus because my robot unicorn would get jealous yes of course your and robot unicorn if they put a robot attack unicorn on the store that that would be money in the bank right there for blizzard i'd buy that in a heartbeat you'd buy that in half a heartbeat no it wouldn't even it'd be ridiculous so yes. if it's never mind, I can't ask that no. question on there. <laughs> um, I'll ask you the question after we go. <laughs> there you there. go. Um, so Curse's Fury. Yes. Okay. So when last we left our heroes, um, it was at the end of Akadim's Fury, and he had just saved the first lord. Saved the first lord. He had defeated the Vord Queen, and she had fled the capital. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we've we've met the Vord. We know what they're doing, um, or we know what their goals are. Um, we have seen, um, you know, as usual, this one also takes, you know, you're a cu- picking up a couple years later. Yeah, again. So you've got a, a couple of, um, you know, you've got growth points. Growth People have changed point. and the situations have changed. In the last book, we saw Amara and Bernard get married. Right. Yes. Uh, because they didn't expect secretly. to survive secretly. They're still kind of keeping that quiet. Yeah, a soldier's um, wedding, as I recall, they yes. called it because he gives her a ring to hang as a necklace. Right, right. It's a soldier's marriage, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. Which apparently a lot of the legionnaires do right. because it's the only way that they can actually be get, married. Be married, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and so, and it's a signal to everybody else. And then, yes, Dread Knight says, to be exact, Kitai was pulling Tavi into bed. That was the end of the, the absolute okay, end of well, the book. The absolute. They were doing things. But they were. Much, they I'm were gonna, playing. I'm going to say this: they were not having intercourse, which comes out in this book because in the very beginning, um, Tavi is playing the like chess-like game with Varg. With Varg, Varg, yeah, who's who's been imprisoned. Who's been imprisoned, but in his you in know, the gray tower. In the, in the gray tower, which is the fluffy prison. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> well, it's the prison to hold the highest level yeah. prisoners. But right, it's very, but, you know. it's very well. It, I mean, it's he, at least well it's appointed. Like he's living in a wonderful apartment. He just can't go outside. Right. Okay, have I been able to mention that a week of bed rest <laughs> this already? So, but he I have move. a I have a relatively fluffy prison as well. But it's it's still you know, but you still can't a prison. Move. It's but still so, a prison right it's now. It's definitely yeah. still a prison. So he's playing. Um, he's Ludus, playing Ludus board is what yeah Ludus board. And uh, they're playing, and he teaches him a little bit about strategy during it. Then someone comes in and says, you know, the First Lord needs to speak to you. Uh, Actually, it's just a messenger. Well, it's a messenger until they go into the other room, and then Tavi bows at him, and he goes, my Lord, and it's the First Lord. Right, How would you recognize me? How would you recognize me? So he's sending Tavi on a mission, um, and during that point, he asks him about his relationship with Katai, because neither one of them have... Um, fury crafting to avoid getting pregnant, and uh, he says, "Well, we're which not- is a new use for fury crafting, apparently. which is just revealed casually in this, <laughs> yeah. this book. So apparently, you can use. I'm guessing it's birth a form control. of water crafting as yeah. birth control. Um, <laughs> Love some of the argument. No, no, hon, that's cool. I'm going to fury craft that away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't have you to worry about me. that. You can trust me. I got the fury crafting. We don't need. I have blessing of protection. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's just, you know, oh, I'm like, holy cow. So, and he, he tells them, well, we're not doing that. We're doing other things. Yeah. They're doing the Bill Clinton level. Yeah. yeah. I did we not, I did not have sex with that woman. Yes. Yeah, so let's define yeah. sex, shall we? So, so they've been practicing preliminaries, uh-huh. yeah. you know, <laughs> so essentially, uh, Tavi has to leave Kitai. 
leaves her in the capital. Mm-hmm. He goes off, and he's actually working with a professor, Professor Magnus. Mm-hmm. Right. And they are studying romantic ruins. Mm-hmm. Um, at which point you're picking up all of these Roman overtones. Yes. Right? You know, you're picking up these very classic. You're picking up the names. You're picking oh, yeah. Up, yeah, you're getting all of that, which they explain at the very end of the series. It's really good. And I they, liked, anyway. And they do explain a little um, bit of it here that it is... Uh, it was, they were called the Romans, and they didn't use fury crafting, but they did some amazing structure, engineering, engineering, engineering feats, feats without fury crafting. So Magnus has been studying it. And, and is trying to prove that you don't have to be, you don't have to have fury crafting in order to make right. a big difference. That you can actually engineer these machines yes. to do a lot of work for you. Which general society completely thinks he's with. crazy. Oh yeah, they, they yeah. think he's really left of center. He's a crazy professor. Yep. Um, and so because Tavi actually wrote an, a paper in his studies that supported the work. Mm-hmm. They're sending him over, and it's just a cover for right. him. Right. Um, but at, at one point, I believe they were building a trebuchet. They were. Oh, yeah. they yes. yeah. They've been building. Um, they've been they trying call it them several times. Mules. They mules. call them yeah, mules. mules. Mules, but it's basically and, described as. But such. it's essentially it's a giant yes. slingshot. Yeah, it's yeah. a trebuchet. Mm-hmm. It's a what? What is the more advanced form of the trebuchet? Um, I don't know. Not a slingshot, but the big one. Never mind. I'm going to... I have no idea. (laughs) We'll go look it up. For some reason, my vocabulary has taken a complete dive today. Um, But essentially, they're going in there trying to basically recreate everything without Fury Craft. Right. right. Exactly. So they Um, hand-build this thing, two of them. Yeah. (laughs) Just the two of them. They hand-build. The first one, they break. The second one, they get a good shot off. They get a really great shot off, and then they hear some cussing coming from over the mountain where the rock landed. And uh, then the rock comes right back at him. Yeah, and destroys Destroy. the trebuchet. <laughs> yep. And Thank you, catapult. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank That's you. what I was looking for, a catapult. Oh, a catapult. Oh. Oh. <laughs> like, All right. Like, that is a more advanced form of a trebuchet is a catapult. Um, okay. Yeah. So. Different purposes, but uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Barry VA with gnome flinger. Gnome, gnome flinger. flinger. <laughs> there we go. Nice. Yes, I'm sure they were building a gnome yeah. flinger in the book. So, so then anyways, Ma- it, it ends Max. up being Max. Yeah. Max right. has come and, and let him know that, you know, um, that time he's to needed. Time to go, yeah. 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 And um, right when he, he's talking to them, they get attacked. Right. So we get a group of assassins mm-hmm. who've come in, try and wipe the three of them out. They um, fail. They fail, they fail <laughs> badly. Tavi actually uses a little slingshot to kill one. To kill one, yep. and yep. Uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, but then they go. Um, he lets him know that he, the first lord, wants him in play with a new legion that's being built. It's called the First Alara. The First, first Alara, yeah. And the First Alara is going to be basically um, people from all regions. Equal numbers as officers and as legionnaires from all right. the regions. So they're basically creating a politically neutral yes. Alaran legion. It's the UN legion. It's the legion, UN legion. Basically, basically yeah. because that way this legion can travel from. Um, can travel across for, the across entire nation. Across the entire nation without people, getting, people nervous. getting nervous of them, basically. Right, right. So that's what they're doing. He's going to go, and he's actually going to be an officer. Um, and in order to be in the Legion, you have to have a certain amount of Fury Craft. So, 
So he's going undercover as someone else. He's going undercover as someone else, uh, Rufus Scipio. Because mm-hmm. at this point he is a cursor of the Because the he is Lord, a cursor. Right. So he's a spy. So, so he's, yeah, he's he, been sent along to do the spying, and he's the third sub-tribune. If right. I he's recall correctly, yes. he spends a good portion of his time working with Latrine. Yes. He's the third sub-tribune logistica. Right, which means he's basically in charge of the logistics uh, the supplies, yes. setting up the camp, yes. making right. sure everything's basically the the administrivia yes. of running a large base. Right. And then Max is going with him as one of the cent- 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 centurions. centurions, centurions, which is basically a non-commission officer, uh, right. sergeant mm-hmm. type role. And right. then Magnus is going with them, and he's going to be a valet. Right. Right. So it turns out that Magnus has been a um, cursor. a cursor for a very long time. A he's, very long time. He's a he's the old professor. Um, so they've kind of been spying on each other mm-hmm. as they go along. Um, just kind of the nature of the beast when yeah. you put spies together, and they don't know they're both spies. Right. And uh, essentially, so you know, they they come along, and the very first thing they do is they start training mm-hmm. the fishes. Right. Right. Well, actually, before that, right as soon as they get there, remember mm-hmm. they go into the tent. They they request that all three of them go into the tent, and the new um, commander, commander, the captain, introduces them to everybody, and that's when we meet um, Max's stepmom. Yeah. Right. Which I right. forget her name. At Atticus. I don't remember her I name. Don't remember well, her no, name. no, Atticus is is. Um, uh, you've got. Antilles, which is the right. name of the right. uh, the name of the city, you've got Max, you've mm-hmm. got his brother, who I can't remember his name either, Crassus, Crassus, Crassus uh-huh. right? Um, which is why Max is Antillar because he's illegitimate. Yes. Versus right. Crassus is Antillus because he actually he carries is, his yes. father's name. So the family name is Antillus. But anyway, um, he's stepmom. But yeah, his stepmom <laughs> who hates Max and has tried to kill him repeatedly. Yeah, Apparently many, five many times. Yes, many yes. many many times. Um and they do um you know, they introduce him to everybody, they meet everyone. She's a high lady. She's a high lady and um, she is the logist- the medica, the tribune medica, so she's in charge of all um healing. healing. Mm-hmm. Right. Um which is not a good place to be if you're Max. Essentially, yes, really. So basically, mom, mom stepmom wants to, the evil stepmother. Basically, wants mm-hmm. to wants to kill me. Um, and and, and happened to ha- and happens to be in charge of the hospital, right? So so poor this guy. is bad. Yeah. So yeah. So he meets yeah. them. Uh, one of my favorite scenes of this book is also on the road there. They're training because yes. uh, Tavi has to learn how to be a legionnaire. And he's, he's never in served at, in the yeah. legions. He's coming as an officer, so Max is training him, and he's having a lot of trouble struggling with the way the sword strikes are, holding his shield, and such like that. Because they're to, clumsy yeah, to him. He's used yeah. to fighting and being really relying on his natural uh, attributes, and the legionnaire cuts him off from doing a lot of that. And he basically, at one point, Max breaks his arm. And he gets really pissed off, and he gives them basically a speech that you could almost lift straight from 300. Pretty much, where they're talking yeah. about the shield wall, and this is why you have to do this, because you're not only responsible for yourself, you're responsible for the people on either side of you, and just like they are for you. And if you fail, then you're going to cause the whole line to fail. Right, and you're basically not only going to you're not only going to be responsible for your own death, but you're going to be responsible for these other people dying. Exactly. This is a very classic kind of legion military 
mentality and technique is that it gets the job done. It doesn't have to be pretty. Right. Right. It gets the job done. So, you know, Tavi's been trained in all of this single combat hand-to-hand techniques that are elegant and fast and deadly, but are designed to be used in one-on-one and not designed to be used in lines. And we saw this, for example, you'll see this played out like in 300, Mm -hmm. where he's talking about you have to cover yourself and the person next to you from shoulder to knee. Yes. And if you can't lock your shield against the other persons, you cannot form... Right. You can't be a part of you the can't legion. Be a part of the legion, mm-hmm. right? And sure. so it it takes him a little bit of time to kind of pound something through Tavi's head. Yeah, and it it's takes really him one break of an arm. Yeah, and then he finally starts he, to get it. And, but then Max says, "Well, it took me, I think, five breaks and, and five uh, broken wrists and two ankles or yeah. something like that before right. he learned." They had to they had to beat beat when people you have up. Some magical yeah. healing. You can be a little rougher in your training, <laughs> yeah. right? Right. So they had to kind of heal him yeah. up. And I, I think that, that, you know, they so they get there, they settle into camp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is um, an attempt on Max's life. Of course. Um, of course. Of course, yeah. And they do end up healing him and saving him. Which actually um, brings them to where, um, where, what is the guy's name? Foss? Foss ends up Foss, healing. Foss, the, pro- the, he's, other, he's, he's the, the other primary healer, yeah. Foss ends up healing Max because yep. his stepmother is nowhere to be found. Right. Right. Conveniently. Well, and and you know, to make things clear, what's what's coming here is they've set Tavi up at this point, obviously, to um, not only provide him experience and to provide him more spying, but the whole setup of the book is designed to create the military leader. Yes. That yeah. Tavi is going to need to become. And so the the whole course of this book involves several kind of invasions or rebellions across the entire country. Yeah. Um, and we see the first one is in Kalar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kalari. Um, Kalari. Yeah. And yeah. that one is obviously the High Lord is rising up and challenging the First Lord. Right. And begins his invasion. Now, Tavi being sent over there, he gets taken away from his family reunion that mm-hmm. he was planning on attending. But it puts the rest of his family directly in the line of fire for right. this invasion. Yep. So you see Amara and Bernard and um, Asana and Fade, who is Araris Valerian, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, fighting and playing very large roles in this invasion and the, or not invasion, in the rebellion. Yes. And the counterforce. And one of the be- one you know. of the real good fight scenes again with Araris. I love the way they describe the way he fights. Is when they first find out. Well, what ha- the major event that happens is all the stars go red, yeah. right? And then as soon as that happens, the, the Dianic League starts getting attacked. Basically, Isana is there with um, Nvidia, and they're trying to abolish slavery. Right now, Isana, of a course, of is doing goal. it for all the right reasons, whereas Nvidia right. is doing it for political reasons because it will hurt Kalari because his basic um, his economy, entire, his, yeah, entire, his economy. entire infrastructure is built. You've got to think of this a bit like um, it, he he lives in a southern state. Yes, pretty mm-hmm. much. And mm-hmm. so he uses a lot of slave labor to do a lot of things a lot. in his economy, and he likes it that way. Mm-hmm. And so. Um, you know the idea that that they would abolish slavery. Um, plus, in the prior book, where the first lord kind of um, sent out a, cr- a few 
interesting messages designed in to be intercepted book. in this book. In this book, he sends it out where he's, um, he actually, really, he gives it to the, the he, known spy rook yeah. to take to uh, Kalare, yeah. and it says that he is going to adopt, adopt Addis Aquitaine. Aquitaine. Right. And yeah. name him his heir. Um, because, of course, he doesn't have an heir right. of his own body, and therefore he needs to begin making plans for who will be the first lord after him gone. in his succession. And so this basically forces Kalari's hand. hand and says, all right, fine, then I'm just going to take you over now. Exactly. Yeah. Who has been um, well prepared for this? He's been preparing. Yeah. He's not as prepared as he would like to be, but he does say but that, you know. He's close enough. <laughs> he's close enough. We're going to go now. And this, um, Amara finds this out while they're eating dinner with Isana and Bernard yeah. after all this is gone. And Bernard has basically threatened to rip some senator's tongue out of his mouth because he told him he that the Marat lied to him or he's well basically Bernard understands the threat that the Vord pose yes and Bernard has gone to the Senate to try and convince the Senate to prepare the realm for Vord invasion yeah. because he knows that the Vord are off somewhere he doesn't know where but the Vord are off somewhere breeding building mm-hmm. their armies readying themselves they're very dangerous Right? They have all of this, both intelligence and capacity, in their hands. And so he's gone to argue and say, we need funds, we need more military, yes. we yep. need more equipment, we need to be ready, we need to go ahead and dedicate the time and capacity to this. And all of the senators are basically mocking him at this well, point. Well, one in particular. It's uh, that, well, the one, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, but, you know, I mean, it, it comes down to the fact that it looks like he's not going to get to the support. Right. That he thinks that he truly believes that that the realm needs in order to be safe, and this is so he's there because of that reason. Asana's there because of the Diana and, and, uh-huh. and and giving speeches along that. This is the family reunion that Tavi was going to attend, mm-hmm. but he could not. Um, right, Ararius is there with Asana. Ararius is there because. Um, Gaius sent him to keep an eye on Asana, but right. no one knows he's there. Right. They find out when they get attacked. Yeah. And so the night the night happens, the stars all turn red. He sends these troops in that are the immortals, the immortals. or immortalis, uh, and they come in that have been basically, basically drugged into semi coherent zombies. Well, they're they're <laughs> they're actually they're they're advanced. They have excellent fury crafting. Well, no, they're, they're discipline collared. Yeah. And they're, they're, collared they're collared slaves. They have collared slaves since they were little. little. Right. So, so they, they were bred. raised They were raised in their collars mm-hmm. and the collars put the drugs in their system. Right. Well, yeah. it gives them feelings they, of euphoria when they obey right. an order and it gives them feeling of pain when they do not. And right. It gets to the point where they This would just, be classic conditioning. Well, as long <laughs> exactly. as, But it takes them to the level that they can have their arm chopped off and they feel euphoria because they're still completing their mission. And right. So it keeps them going. So basically you have yeah. to get a kill shot on them to take them out. Otherwise, they're going to keep coming for you. Yeah. And, it, basically, and it, you've got to put them down you, or, they're, yeah. or they just keep going. And and they've been, you know, they've been, they've been fighting them. They haven't been able to take a lot down. They're, it looks, they're at the point where it looks like they're going to get beat. And then... Out comes Araris, and I think they described the fight as he killed like nine men in nine men in five seconds, basically. Yeah. You yeah, just a complete measure of surprise there. You yeah. know, you got to cut someone some slack if they're going <laughs> to do that. That complete measure of surprise. But um, so we see this, and yeah. we see the the Kalaran rebellion mm-hmm. um, coming up, and we see a lot of things. Um, you know, you see Araris gets poisoned with Garrick oil and he... Saving Asana. Yeah, right. and yeah. essentially it goes to the point where it's one of those things where it's like, 
it, she's going to die if she tries to save him. Yeah. But and she's she has, to, and she has to make the choice, and yeah. she makes the choice that I'm not going to live without you, and um, and you know pushes this whole thing through and manages to save him. It's a very very long struggle. Yes. To pull him out, and in the meantime, she's strapped to him she can't leave his side which means she's actually not a healer available to To all of the the other forces that are trying to resist the rebellion because it's trying to overthrow the state next to it right um series essentially Mm series and during this time series is waiting for help from the first lord which he promised he had a couple of legions close by that were going to be on their way but unfortunately kalari has taken two 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 political prisoners out of the game because he took two political prisoners um, so he the, took Placida out of the game, right. which yeah. is one of the nearest Aria. neighbors, mm-hmm. because he took uh, Lord Placida's wife, Arya. Mm-hmm. Um, and he took, uh, actually, Ciri's uh, youngest daughter. Right. Yes. Um, and so they're both captive mm-hmm. in Kalari's home city. Yes. And so this is there's a whole set of circumstances there that are preventing effective action against, against this uprising. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, you've got Tavi and the first Alaren mm-hmm. who are back at the Elenark, yes. which is a primary river right. that basically is the first major obstacle inland of the shore. Um, I believe it's the western shore. And... What they run into is a Canaan invasion. Yeah, well, they run into what happened. The same night the stars go red. The same night the stars go red, there was an attack on the captain's tent. Right. right. Where, they were lightning having a strike. Ca- where they were having a meeting. Huge and, lightning strike. And everybody of high rank was there except for Tavi, who was being attacked by Crass. Crasses at the time Crassus, because yeah. he, he wanted his mother's... Purse back. Um, purse back, because during this point, Tavi stole it for one of the, another reason. Another reason. Um, and I think Magnus and the first spear survi- survived right. also. Marcus, Valiar. So, yep. so the three of them are the only three outside the tent when things when, go up. And, right. and everybody else in the tent, while they may live, are out of commission. And that makes um, Tavi the new captain. Yeah, he's, so, of course, you know, through circumstances, he is now put in charge of the entire right. legion. So here's here he is, no experience leading a legion, just a little bit of coaching from Max, and now nominally he is in charge. Yeah. And has to, of course, prove himself. So you can see the circumstances have really been set up to give him the makings the of a great military a great leader. leader. Yeah. Yes. Um, but what happens, of course, is the the Canaan invade. I don't remember the name of the port. Like Mastings, Mastings, Hastings. Oh, I, I want to say Hastings, <laughs> yeah, but I know it's not. It's not Hastings. Yeah. Um, but it, it is. It is an ings. Yeah. I think a tings. Yep. So um, it's in there, and essentially, the the Canaan invade. Yes, and in massive numbers. Well, during this massive time, numbers. yeah, Aaron has brought them intelligence mm-hmm. um, from his cursor duty that he was off doing somewhere in a seaport. Yeah, that- he was posing as a slave. Yes. Yeah. 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 That kind of sucks, by the way. <laughs> I this whole idea. I was just reading. You know, I'm reading his parts again, and I'm like, so basically, you sign up, you become a cursor. You know, and like one of the cursors in the prior book, mm-hmm. you spend your life. Um, as per, as a slave, or pretending to be other people, pretending but it to could be a slave, end up being but a slave. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you could end up posing as someone who's going to get sold. Yep, yep. And um, he Suck brings life them, of a spy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. seriously, man. You know? 
Some people get to be a baron. Some so get pe- to be a slave. Some people get to be a captain in the legions. Yeah, some exactly. people get to be a slave. <laughs> well, and I'd have um, to say his first stint as, uh, as in the legions was not that great since he was knee deep in you know latrines. But yeah. yes, yes, those were his first months, yeah. first weeks. But he did in bring him back intelligence of of this huge invasion because he saw hundreds of sh- of Canaan ships coming and uh, coming towards their shores. Um, during that time, they also find out that um, Cra- uh, Max's stepmom right. is um, conspiring it's with essentially Kalari, a Canaan. Well, she's uh, who but is, who is her brother, who is her brother, who is in league yeah. with, with the Canaan. So basically, they've set the whole thing up to to create a war on two fronts, correct, and to create a lot of distraction and a lot of resource drain. And they're expecting the Canaan essentially to overrun that entire region. Yeah. Right. Um, but they also were betrayed by the Canaan. Yes. Based on the sheer numbers that came. Yeah, they brought way more than... And they ships. brought women and children with them. And they brought them. women and children, which is something yeah. you find out. Yeah, they brought so females and The Canaan will come in. They're, they're, and, of course, the first Alaran is the only legion... Available, available in the area and the them. only legion in the way yeah so they have this sets up a big basically delaying action by mm-hmm. uh tavi who uses legion he makes heavy use of uh the first spear who's basically the top nco uh in his unit experience who's a right. very well experienced sergeant uh and they set up a delaying action they're able to use Fury crafting in very innovative ways to keep the uh, Canem from really overrunning them. Well, and they're set up against the river. Yeah. So there's yes. the town on the other side of the river that they're trying to protect and use as a base. They've got the major bridge there, the bridge over the Alenark, which is a huge Fury structure, right. mm-hmm. Fury built structure. And it's going to take a lot of fury crafting to take it down if yeah. they need to. But that is kind of their last defense, defense. Yep. is to take out the bridge. And so you can see some of the classic, I mean, this is classic tactics and strategy. Mm-hmm. Can I defend this single point, point yeah. that is of strategic importance to the entire region? And Tavi, through discuss- talking to the leader of the Canaan, the warrior leader of the Canaan, uh-huh. learns that there's Nassau. friction. Yeah, yeah. Between yeah. Nassog. Nassog and Sarl, Sarl, Sarl who yeah. is in the previous book conspiring with the Vord, Vord and now is with this force leading all the ritualists or their casters, basically. So you learn the three. You learn the three classes yeah. of mm-hmm. Canem. You learn the Maker cast. You learn the Warrior cast, and you learn the the Ritualist cast, who are the who are the casters. Yep. Um, and basically, they they've set up. Um, you find out that you know uh, they play Ludus together, mm-hmm. um, and that's Nasug and Tavi, and mm-hmm. Tavi beats Nasug um, at Ludus, and uh, Nasug looks at him and says, "Where did you learn that technique?" And he looks at him and says, "Varg." Varg. And Nasug says, "Varg's alive." And so this kind of opens the conversation of, oh, oh, you're interested in Varg. Varg's important to you. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can, if maybe if I bring you Varg. You'll chill out. <laughs> you'll chill out. Yeah, they make, kind of make a, a, right. a behind-the-scenes deal. Right. We'll be relaxed um, with each other. Um, you do need to, get, but the ritualists right now are in control. Right. right. And the warriors have to follow what they say. 
So until and the reason they changes, have to fire, follow what they say is because the ritualists made them bring um, the women and children. Right. They basically left them no. Well, and they burnt the ships. And behind they burned them. the ships yeah. behind them. They're so staying. basically, they're here as an an expeditionary settlement force. Yes, they're in they're Bay. planning to stay. Yes, yeah. they're going to stay. And essentially, when you're you're looking at it, is you understand that there's interest here. But at this point, the ritualists are in charge. Yeah. The makers voted to support the ritualists. Yes. Yeah. And because it's two casts against one at this point, the warriors must do what they're told. Right. And so the the hope is that um, Tavi can, through a variety of events, discredit and kill yeah. Sarl, which will cause instability in in the ranks and allow and force the Canaan kind of to recontemplate right. Right. what's going on and, and maybe, maybe force, the force with, a withdrawal. Yes. Which he har- harasses them and, and does that throughout until he gets to the hold on the bridge, which culminates basically with them pushing and, and getting and forcing the ritualist hand, making them come onto the bridge as their yes. whole purpose is to get Snarl, the, Snarl there. Sarl, yeah. Sarl there along with all his ritualists, forced them on their bridge because they basically showed them they played possum, they mm-hmm. allowed them to look like they were starting to get overrun, so Sarl, having lost face previously, wanted to be the one then to show the makers that the ritualists were in command, power. so he brought mm-hmm. all their forces on there at which point Tavi makes use of a windcrafting, which they've used throughout the books to see things. They, mm-hmm. they magnify uh, their vision, so it's almost like looking through binoculars, but they do it with their hands. Instead, he uses that same process or, or same theory, but points it at the sun and lets the sun filter through this massive magnifying glass pretty much turns the ritualist into ants which and he's, he's a kid yeah he's having fun burning the ants, burning the ants. Yeah. which um, is something he learned with magnus uh, when he was studying the romantic art basically right. what you're seeing here is yeah they're playing with fire and you learn that that uh tavi because he is very creative in the way that he um, he's very creative in the way that he looks through things that he's able to then manipulate the situation in unique ways and use fury crafting in ways in which it's not intended. Right. And uh, my, my doorbell just went off. Oh yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, we yeah, So we'll I, I suspect that might actually be nemesis oh. coming home because we are over time. Oh, we are because of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, is it hanging up there? If it's not hanging on that hook, then that, that would be, be the key. Yes. yes. Perfect. Look, we have a key. A key. And hence, soon um, we will have a boy. Yes, I suspect we shall. And so, essentially, um, what you have here is you have Tavi now becoming, essentially, through circumstances, a captain mm-hmm. in leading a legion and making great progress on his military expertise and growing up again. Yes. Another big cycle. Plus, it also says he's grown along. A, a he's he's also um, gained a lot of muscle, a lot of weight. He's getting bigger. He's getting used to carrying armor around yeah. with him all the time, that sort of thing. And so, essentially, you make a lot of progress in this book. You do manage to um, stall Kalaris. Yep. Mm-hmm. You manage to stall the Canem. But you don't... You aren't able to... Um, decisively deal with either yeah exactly but and so so there you are 
and it's a uh, it's an excellent excellent middle book in terms of the series, especially if you're interested in military. In their mil- it really yes. goes in depth into the Legionnaire's life, which I have found really interesting. Well, and it does a good job. I mean, obviously, he's pulling very very heavily from from Roman influence. So this oh, is yeah. very much an ancient warfare kind of a, they're still sure. using swords. They're still using shields. They're using formations. They're understanding, you know, it's, can it's fly. <laughs> well, there are only some of them yeah. can fly. But I mean, they incorporate and they, they do into that though. They yeah. incorporate it. It's, it reminds me very much of, uh, the, um, Naomi Novik series. With respect to that, His Majesty's Dragon. Oh, I haven't um, read that yet. You, you lent they it to me. They are awesome books. Um, but what it is is it takes here's the Napoleonic era. Oh. We're just going to add dragons. Right. Yeah. Right. And so what we've got here is you've got the Roman era. Um, you've got the Roman era. We're adding magic. Yeah. Yeah. A form of magic. Pretty much. And during this point, you also find out that um, Asana and Araris are in love. Yeah. And they just discovered it themselves. So you've got that relationship going. As she saves them, they it, come out with they, that. They say, yes, and then they save the um, the two prisoners. Yeah. And NVIDIA, of course, immediately tries to backstab uh, Amara. Amara but Amara outdoes her and leaves her naked in the woods, which There's I thought was great. There's a level of satisfaction <laughs> yeah. associated with that. Yeah. And one of the other things going forward is also the High Lord of Kalare trying to chase down the prisoners gets shot out of the air by Bernard using a salt-tipped arrow yes. because it disrupts the wind stream and he falls possibly dead or at least seriously, seriously hurt because he gets whacked into a bunch of trees and even yes. the High Lord takes which, damage. <laughs> which was another of Tavi's ideas. Another yeah. of Tavi's ideas. Yes. He thinks of very... Because he doesn't have Fury Craft to help him all the time. Right. He thinks of these really great applications um, of what he does know that don't require the use of a lot of fury craft and yet are very effective against it. Oh, yeah. I, well, one of my favorites was, you know, when he had the, okay, the fish, which are the green troops, basically, they haven't been tested is what they call them. They call them fish. And yep. the knights, he came up with the word knights pieces for Pisces, them. As, yeah. Pisces, as a, a Pisces yeah. is a joke. And um, and it stuck. And it stuck. And actually, through this, he his um, his legion just becomes so enamored by him that they start changing things mm-hmm. because of him. They came up with a banner that looked like that a, is his. Yep, that is the his, black crows. The black crows. And then they keep the name of Knights Pisces yep. as their yep. you know their night their name. So well, my favorite scene in this whole book. And then I'm I'm kind of done. Yes. Yep. No. Um, but my favorite scene in this whole book um, is the scene where Tavi has gone out to confront Sarl, oh, yeah. and he Sarl throws a lightning bolt at him, which doesn't work for one reason or another because Tavi's got the, the red gem yeah. that protects him. But then he ends up getting knocked off his horse. And falling into the river, and it's like ten thousand Canaan and me, yes. And all the ritualists running towards him and everything. And you're sure, you know, it's the end. How are they going to get him out of this? You're thinking maybe someone's going to scoop him up, fly down, and instead, two water furies, giant lions, Mm -hmm. in the form of water furies, walk Mm -hmm. up beside Tavi, 
come with him out of the river right to stand with him and face his enemies and for that second there oh you yeah. he thinks to himself are these mine yes and it turns out that one belongs to max right. and one, one belongs to crassus yeah. and the two brothers formed the same fury based on a story that they'd read as children and yeah. so they had this this common bond between them um which was sad. And so <laughs> it, it was, it was, but sad at the same him, time, yeah. it was that moment, that, that kind of very poignant moment of yeah. hope oh, yeah. that he gets. And, and also just the wonder of looking at the creatures. Yeah. You know, so there was that, it was good. So yeah. I, I, that was my favorite scene in the book. It wasn't a scene that required a lot of military action. It was just that moment of you're saved at the last minute by an unexpected Thing and it's it's this bittersweet victory. Yeah. Plus, it's it's your friends who now, the brothers who didn't really care for each other are now together. I mean, it's a very and sweet becoming scene. and becoming and friends. Friends. It's a very sweet. Now scene. that mom's out of the picture, we're yeah. going to become friends. Yes. Exactly. Hopefully, I won't do this to my children. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reasonably certain, I won't try and kill either of my child, neither of my children. All right. Okay, so that is basically most of the book. It's a great book. Um, the next one is actually Captain's Fury, which um, is yep. the fourth book. We'll, I don't know, a month or so, and we'll read that. Yep. We did not decide on a movie. Nope. So we'll have one we'll, we'll have either on the forums or by next fa- week. Yes, yeah, so check All it right. out on Facebook. Um, read the forums. Thank you, everyone who came to the dance party. Thank everybody who came to the dance party. Uh, if you have any emails, please send them to the show at alphageek.com. And uh, check out all the other fine shows, including our new show, Game Nights. Yep, Game uh, Nights, which is April 24th. Not Gay Nights. No, not Gay Game Nights. Night. Game Nights. Game Nights. Night. <laughs> April 24th at noon, but it, I believe, is on Sydney, Australia time. So convert that to whatever that means for you. <laughs> right, right. We also have Octail and Hordak who precede us. We have Emperor's Court on Friday nights. SU Gaming. SU Gaming on Thursdays, I believe. Thanks. And then we have uh, 24T yes. on Tuesdays. 24T. And don't forget also our Shoutcraft, which they do um, with the Emperor and Total Biscuit, who does Shoutcraft, which has been really, really interesting. And we post all those on our main page. Yep. So plenty of ways to view, see, and reach us in all kinds of forms. And we will see you next week. So all I right. have been Dexa. I've been Iolite. And I've been Grail. Put your pants on, girl. <laughs> Good night, all. No. Bye-bye, <laughs> <laughs> radio people. Bombadida, 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 Bombadida,